Ademai, good afternoon and welcome to St. Stephen's Hall in Sulby. We are here for another episode in our Village Hall series. We absolutely love doing this. The people that we meet, the information we find out, there's going to be plenty of all that today from history through to crafting, through to flowers, through to children singing. We've got so much happening here and did I mention cake? Shall I not mention that again? I think you've mentioned it enough Beth to okay. be fair. But first of all some nice flower themed music I think to start. And welcome, as we just said, to Solby, who we're on in St. Stephen's Village Hall here. That was our soul starter, which we kind of themed for today because one of the reasons we're here, which we'll find out about in just a moment, is because the Flower Festival is fast approaching. That song was The Mac Band and Roses Are Red. Oh, see? I see what you did. Yeah, was there was a reason yeah. for that. It's from 1988. It was their most successful single. It peaked at number one in the US and number eight in the UK singles chart. We're surrounded by some very well-behaving people here and one occasionally naughty one. One very occasionally <laughs> naughty one, Judith Lay, who has put this uh, programme for us together here this afternoon. This is a place that you are very passionate about. Yeah, I am. And it's just lovely. We're so thrilled that you are here. We had it, The fun started last Sunday morning when we put up the banner on the outside of the hall that said that late lunch was coming from here. And every time I drive past, it's just so exciting. We're thrilled to have you here. Of course, we're passionate about it. This lovely little hall attached to St. Stephen's Church, right in the centre of Solby, is home for so many groups. You're going to meet so many fabulous people. You're going to meet our lovely vicar. We've got the children and teachers in from the school just next door. And there's so much that goes on here. So many different things and we love to feel that we are at the heart of Solby Village and just great to, to welcome you here and yes you can mention cake as often as you like because <laughs> all through the Flower Festival not only can you come and see amazing displays and all this wonderful work done by the people who use this hall but you can enjoy refreshments too. Much more about that later on. But Jude, can you point me in the direction of someone who can tell us a little of the history mm. of this hall, please? Indeed I can, Beth. I want you to come and meet Juan Vernon. Now, Juan is a warden in our church, but more importantly, than, even more importantly than that, he knows all about this, and he loves this building so much, and he knows all about the fascinating history. Meet Juan Vernon. Juan, lovely to meet you. What can you tell us about this hall? Well, the hall and the church are one, one building. It's a, a rather unique building. It's got two sister churches, uh, St. Luke's at Baldwin and Dorby Church, St. Uh, James. Uh, they were all built by Bishop Wilson. Um, St. Stephen's was built in 1838, and the other churches within a year or so either side of that. The architect was a Mr. Walsh. Um, he was a very prolific architect at the time. He was responsible for designing and having the Tower of Refuge built in 1832, and he was also involved in the building and the design of King William's College, so, and Lazare Church, and I could go on and on. So he was a very busy man. But Bishop Wilson was a great church builder. Um, he built in his lifetime, when he, as bishop here, 11 churches. Now that's incredible, isn't it? Um, I think he was funded from special funds across in England. And I think one of the reasons he was able to get the funding was that these three churches I've mentioned, St. Jude's, St. Luke's, and St. James, and St. Stephen's, were possibly the first dual-purpose designed 
buildings in Great Britain at the time. So where we're standing now, then, would have been the school at that point? At the moment, yes, we're standing in the old hall, which originally would be the school, two schoolrooms with a partition, during the week. But come the weekend, it became the nave of the church, and the partitions were pulled back. Uh, the desks would be put to the back rear of the hall, and rows of chairs would be put out for the congregation. Come Monday, it would revert back to two schoolrooms. And that went on for many years until 1880, when they built the new elementary school right next door to us. And then this became a community hall. And the church was extended and made into the church you see today. But it's one of the few churches that has the altar facing south now. It used to face east, as it should do. But due to the extensions, they had to put the altar on the south wall, and it's now facing south. So it is a truly unique building, Christy. It is, and it's right at the heart of the Sulby Heritage Trail, isn't it? And there's a wonderful brochure here which talks about some of the, the interesting points on the Heritage Trail that June's brought. So we'll make sure that uh, we do put pictures of this on the blog after the programme. But one thing I just wanted to, to mention, June, is I believe there was a rather famous resident of Sulby, an artistic resident. Yes, a very artistic resident. I think possibly... Uh, one of the island's greatest artists, and I think most definitely the island's greatest designer, none other than Archibald Knox, and he lived just down the road in the village um, from about 1900 to 1905. And I think he possibly even attended this church, because I know he was a church man, he went to Lazare as well. But with him living in the village, the odds are he would come here. And... Um, Yes, he did his designs in his studio, and in those days, the post office was just across the road to him. He'd do his designs, go across the road and post them down to London, to uh, Sotheby's there, and the um, work was then worked on by craftsmen in London. And we can see some of those, the fruits of that, those designs today. And even Brad Pitt's got them now as well, so there you go, he's gone far and wide. But the, the uh, particular leaflet is absolutely wonderful. There's some wonderful spots in Solby, which is a fabulous village anyway. And of course, you've got the Claddocks, you can come camping here as well. And there's Faulty Wheels, so much to see around here. There really is. I'm not sure anyone listening, though, is going to believe we've got anybody else here in this building. But we have got some pupils from Solby School. Can you give us a little cheer? Yeah! <laughs> Just to prove they are here. They are all quiet as church mice, aren't they? You're allowed to have conversations in the background. We like you to, to be enjoying yourselves here as well. But we do have children from Sorby School here. And Sorby is very much involved in the community. And the children are going to tell us a little bit about their work. So first, tell me what your name is, sir. Riley Leather. And tell us a little bit about uh, your community work with the school. Um, we have school action groups which are... Um, where we split up from our classes and go into different classes and work with younger children and different people that we usually wouldn't work with. That's fantastic. And what, why do you feel like it's important to do that? What does it do for you? Not only does it make, uh, you can make more friends, but you can see what, how other people work well together and see what you, and you can work, um, figure out new work uh, techniques. Do you know, I have to say, the children of today are so much better than I ever was, honestly. They really are so articulate. And what is lovely about the pupils that we've got here from Solby is that you've all prepared yeah. something for us to read out and just tell us a little bit more about what you do. 
you have. So Riley, what have you got for us? Um, Sobby School Action Groups are for all children from years two to six. We are split into cross year groups and plan and learn together. We, th we try to think about what we can do for the community and the environment around us. It gives us a great opportunity to learn across, across years and make a real difference to others. It is great fun learning new skills to, and to experience a variety of activities and opportunities. Well said that man. And what is your name? Harry Higgins. Harry, you've got something for us as well, haven't you? Yeah. Make a Difference School Action Group is all about helping the environment. To do so, we take part in numerous trips alongside Beach Buddies to help clean the beaches around the islands. We enjoy doing this because it involves picking up litter, which helps us and our wildlife live in a clean and healthy environment. Fantastic, thank you. And what's your name? Amy Doran. How old are you actually, Amy? Nine. Nine, and you've got something for us too, haven't you? Bridging the Gap, our school action group has been visiting Brookfield Nursing Home in Ramsey and taking part in a variety of activities with the residents there. We have made Christmas decorations, painted pots, planted flowers and had an afternoon tea party with the residents. It has been great learning alongside the residents and getting to know them. We have all really enjoyed the chance to take part in this project and to build relationships with the residents from Brookfield. Brookfield Nursing Home. We have enjoyed chatting and learning about the lives of the residents as we have taken part in the different activities. They have had so many interesting things to share with us. Amy, I've got to say as well, I love your headscarf and your stars. Just wonderful. And before we hear the choir sing, because they're going to sing for us in just a moment, what's your name? Lily Gow. And what are you going to tell us about Lily? Um, my school action group is a charity. Is charities. We work together to raise money for local projects. Our last project involved us cooking cakes for a cake sale at our school. We raised over £100 and we decided as a group to help the children toward it, nobles. We purchased, purchased arts and crafts activities for the children when they are poorly. We all travelled to nobles to hand it over. We were very proud as a group to uh, have achieved this. Can I just say a massive round of applause, please, for the children at Sophie School? You lot are brilliant. And we're going to hear more from a little bit later because there's a few others that are going to tell us a bit about their community work as well. Are we, are we going to... Oh, actually, do you know what? I, I missed one. I'm so sorry. What's your name? Pia Giuliani. And what are you going to tell us about? Um, our first song is going to be Curdavania. It is a song that the milkmaids used to sing to the cows to get them to calm down and the milk would flow more easily and they would earn more money. Oh, that's wonderful. So that's the song that we're going to hear now. Absolutely fantastic. I should say again, uh, thank you to Mrs. Bovenizer who came racing down here with a keyboard, especially for the children so they could sing something for us. Now, thank you for that lovely introduction. We are going to have a short break after this and uh, on the break, I think, there's going to be a little bit of a hint of something else we're going to talk about later. Yes, yeah, some flower festivalling is going to be going. We're going to be arranging flowers, I think, in the break. But uh, what nicer way to take us into the break than some music from Sulby Primary School. So, uh, Mrs. Bovenizer, it's over to you.
This is late lunch, and today we are live from St. Stephen's Hall in Solby. It goes very quiet in here. You should have heard them during I the know. advert break. Um, there has been a demand for an encore, I'm afraid, from the Solby <laughs> School Choir. So we're going to squeeze one in now, if that's okay. Would you like to tell us what we're going to hear? Um, for our second song, we're going to sing Alan Vannin, which is a song about the Isle of Man and what we love about it. Oh, how wonderful. Thank you so much. Mrs. Bovenizer is poised, so uh, take it away. best song isn't it that was beautiful thank you so much and to mrs bovenizer that list to run oh oh she's, she's going for an encore <laughs> wonderful oh we don't know what's going I on think, i think she hit the demo button <laughs> switch it off at the plug it'll be fine she's um, got to run back to hold the class now so uh, we're delighted to be able to get that extra song in we'll also be hearing a little bit more from some of the students a little bit later on they'll be telling us more about their community work we've got a few more to speak to but one of the reasons we're here beth is to do with flowers. It certainly is. And Judy Matthews, one organiser of the Flower Festival, which I'm sure with 18 venues across the Isle of Man is no mean feat. Um, tell us a theme of this year's festival. This year's theme is working together. Trying to get the community and churches and the venues that are taking part to literally work together. And actually you've got some unusual venues this year. There are three MNH sites and also GRB Community Centre as well. There is, that's right. Joby Community Centre have come on board this year. Uh, it's very much a community scheme. It's being uh, decorated, not all in fresh flowers, uh, quite an eclectic mixture of uh, all sorts of flowers, uh, arranged by all the people who use the, the community hall. 
So there's Pat will tell you, but she's better knows who's taking part. This is this is Pat Bab. How long have you been involved with the Flower Festival, Pat? Only this year. I joined the committee last September and have thoroughly enjoyed my time. Uh, certainly there are lots of demands, but uh, we do need some more committee me members. So, you know, if you want to come and join us, please get in touch. The thing is... It's well worth it. Um, certainly at Jerby, um, all sorts of things have been happening in the last year or two. Um, for example, the Paper Crafting Club um, have got a display of paper flowers, which might upset a few people, but um, it does show indeed their skills and some cards uh, with floral decorations. The Secret Stitch Society, uh, which meets regularly at Jerby, has um, produced a dress covered in flowers, made um, crochet, knitting, sewing. Um, I have supplied a few of the sewing ones, I have to admit. And then other groups that use uh, the centre have also produced unusual things. Um, Janet Lees runs a writing for wellbeing group, um, and they have some poetry and a video installation there as well. All sorts of things happening well supported by the Jervy community. So do go and have a look for something a little bit different, perhaps, whilst you're visiting Jerby Church down the road, say. <laughs> and the wonderful thing about the Flower Festival is not only do you get to see the wonderful displays, there's also refreshments as well, Judy. Yes, I don't think there's any church not doing refreshments of, uh, in some shape or form. Lots of cakes, so you'll be all right. You can go around and take Jude with you. <laughs> okay, um, you've got some flowers here and what looks like some sort of implement to display them in. That would be Oasis, Beth. Okay. Um, biodegradable Oasis. Oh, biodegradable Oasis. Are you expecting someone to do something with those? Um, let me think. Um, yes, you have a really <laughs> wicked glint in your eye there, um, Judy. So what, what's the plan? Uh, well, the plan is for you and Christy to do, do an arrangement. And we've just got, I don't know if you can see in the, 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 with the film, we've, we've bought um, Gerbera with, in bright yellow, which is the nearest we could get to the logo of the Flower Festival. I love Gerber as well. I'm so glad that's what you've chosen. They're so bright and happy and joyous. Uh, and do you know what? We've got the perfect song, I think, to put on while we are working very hard. No, we haven't, have we, Beth? Well, we have. <laughs> if I just move over here and She's tell looking you about at me like, you're doing it wrong, Christy. No, 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 not <laughs> But also here in St. Stephen's Hall, we have a fantastic display of doll's houses. Now, I happen to know that our Judas Lay is terribly jealous uh, of this display. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm not jealous. Honestly, really, I'm not. The fact that I'm just agreeing with envy, that's... Been, but no, actually, I'm quite happy because the lovely Sue Cook whose work this is, and I mean work, because as opposed to the doll's houses you came to see, which I did not make any of, I just arranged all the furniture, Sue has made a huge amount of this. She is so gifted, it's a passion of hers, but she did allow me a little play with the houses this morning before anybody came in the hall. Supervised playing. Oh, do you know, I just, we don't want to give too much away, really, because you really need to come here to see what is on display. But Sue, how would you describe what is here today? Oh, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, to be quite honest with you. It's a passion of mine. It really is a passion. I'll be quite honest, it's what kept me going after I lost my husband. Uh, I suppose it's got... <clears throat> I've got rather too much, as my daughter would say. But I find it very relaxing. And an hour can slip away and you don't realise at all. You know, and there is so much... Whatever is in... Um, human size, if you like, you can get in miniature. 
And you have crafted some of these things. I mean, you say yeah. you don't do furniture. That's the only thing you don't do. Yeah. But um, tell us about some of the things that you've made. What's one, some of your favourite pieces? Well, the church, um, I've called it St Chad's because I'm a Brummie. My husband was Manx. And St Chad's was a lovely church. It was my favourite church. Um, and I also have a young son buried in France. So the stained glass windows are done from a church in France. My friend did those for me. Um, the wording round the um, church is in Manx, and it's the first line of the 23rd Psalm. And by the altar, you have got the Lord's Prayer in Manx, which my husband knew and uh, learned from school. The other thing that um, I like, my, uh, I love sewing. Well, I love any craft. I'll have a go at doing anything at all. But sewing I love, and that's, I've done a quilting shop, which is still um, an ongoing, well, they're all ongoing. You can always find something to add and to yeah. make. Um, I love miniature embroidery, I really do. Um, I can spend many hours doing that. Um, and I've started a Beatrix Potter shop. That's the thing, I mean, looking around, there are some instantly recognisable places, and this is a world, Christy, that I would love to lose myself in. The thing that's in. amazing, I mean, it's not just the intricacies and how tiny these things are, and of course, Judith knows all about this, but uh, Judith, the thing that gets me is how she's, for instance, she's created a little castle here, a little castle room, but also yeah. taking items like kettles and watering cans and turning them into sort of little dolls' houses. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the imagination, because we're just looking around, and this is just a small selection of Sue's complete collection, but we've got here a teapot, you know, the sort of catering size that you would have in a church hall. And, and Sue's cut out... That's Ollie, by the way, growling at us, I should say. <laughs> Ollie wants to be on the programme, and quite right too. Hello, Ollie. He's very good. He comes to church. He's very, very, he's, he's very holy dog. He's very good. Joins in all the hymns. Now, this is a catering size teapot and Sue's had the front cut off it and she's put an Alice in Wonderland tea, uh, tea party inside it and here we've got a watering can again it's it's one of those traditional metal watering cans that we have back back in the 1950s the front is cut out of it and inside it is the perfect potting shed and visitors must come and find I'm not going to tell you anything else the tie bag <laughs> and the horse very stole horse. the trousers. <laughs> My goodness. Well, the Flower Festival <laughs> is on from June the 30th until July the 6th. 18 venues across the island. The core opening hours are 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. They might differ from venue to venue, so it's worth checking it out. But since we've been talking about dolls' houses, there was only one person we could play. Had to be a bit of Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. It really should have been 11 till 5 because that's the Flower Festival opening times. Oh, for goodness sake. She's got to have some link in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, but I we try love my you best. best. I try Do you know what? Some people who work, I think, probably a lot more than 9 to 5 to create the creations that I am currently surrounded by are these lovely ladies from the Sorby Sewers. So we have Wendy, we have Bridget, and we have Pearl here. Uh, Wendy, tell us a little bit about the group. Oh, right. We meet um, about six times a year, actually, uh, on a Saturday. And um, we just spend the whole day doing, you know, different crafting things, sewing and, and, uh, and other sort of paper crafts and things. So, it's, yeah, it's quite good. We enjoy it. And are there some of your creations on display here? Um, yeah, quite a few of mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that quilt was mine. Um, uh, the little bag was mine. One, um, 
one These, the designs in. are so intricate that's the thing that's amazing yeah. me is yeah. that you know this isn't just let's put a bit of material around a cushion i mean you must no. have spent hours creating these yes we yes not only me but uh, yes all the other ladies have as well yes uh, fantastic really and just um we're one of the you know people that sort of cut up bits of fabric and put them all back together again you know so it's quite good quite good fun yeah and yeah. someone else who has a, a number of works on display here is Bridget. Bridget, you've got such a, a, a variety of stuff here. Well, yeah, I've got crocheting and needle felting and decoupage, uh, as opposed to decoupage, um, on display. Yeah. I have to say, the one that caught our eye was your mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we have to leave her hair down uh, to cover certain areas, but they are beautiful mermaids. They are really wonderful. When did you get involved in all of this creative creativity? Uh, I, I actually started crafting um, five years ago um, when I had uh, a renal cancer and I needed something to keep me occupied. And I've been learning ever since. I mean, I haven't really done anything other than crocheting before that. But your mum has always been quite crafty, and she is here. Yeah, that uh, sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't quite mean she it like, mean that, it like that. Um, but before we talk about the things that you do as well, Pearl, you have a, a very special connection with this hall. 84 years ago, you were christened here? I was christened here, yes. Wonderful. Um, what are your works that are on display here? Well, it's just the uh, crochet. And that is absolutely beautiful. And have you been crocheting for a long time? Is it a skill you learnt as a child? No, I don't know when I started, really. She, she actually learnt to crochet f for us when we were children. And we lived in a village called Hadfield uh, in Greater Manchester. And we had the very first crocheted ponchos in the 60s. Oh, <laughs> trendsetters. And the thing you were saying, Bridget, is that really this is such a therapeutic thing to do, especially for you. Oh, the needle felting is, uh, I find it really therapeutic because you use a barbed needle and raw wool, basically, and you stab it. And you can actually create different shapes. I mean, I use cookie cutters and stuff, but if somebody really upsets you, you just, <laughs> like, a, like a voodoo doll, you know, you just stab it and it's, uh, it just releases all that tension. It's really good. And there are a pair of Doc Martens that caught our eye as well, Christy, aren't they? And these are uh, really special for you, Bridget. Yeah, the Doc, the Doc Martens are um, decoupaged in the Courier. And um, I've decorated, I've put flowers in them, but they're in memory of a friend that I lost last October to cancer. And uh, she loved boots and, and shoes. So yeah, and the flowers, the freesias have got just a, a special meaning. Well, it's just stunning around here, but do you have to be pretty skilled before you come along to the Sulby Sewers? No, not at all. No, we really, um, you know, anybody that is interested, we'd always teach them how to do, you know, whatever project we're doing at the time. Yes, anyone's welcome. Oh, wonderful. At the moment, I think we we've sort of probably got a full membership, but, um, you know, obviously, if anyone's interested, we'd be happy for them to get in touch. Yes. And you must go over to the Manx Radio Facebook page because uh, our Sarah Hendy's taking a wonderful video and you get a glimpse of these. And are these going to be on display, Jude, throughout the Flower Festival? Yes, they are. Everything that you see in the hall today, it, it is an added value. We've got all the flower displays in the, the actual church. And then you just come through the door here into the hall and all the crafts, the dolls' houses, the crafts, everything else is here on display for you to come. So whilst you're eating your cake and having a cup of tea or coffee, you can wander around and, and look at the displays.
Now, one of the people that you were determined to invite today for good reason is somebody by the name of Mary Webb. And this has come about, uh, this is a nice little story to do with Manx Radio here. Well, yes, it is. And this, this goes back a year or two. Come over here, Mary, lovely Mary Webb, who, who is, um, and I say in the, in the best possible way, she's a stalwart of this church and of the community. And um, there was a, a group of, of, of retired people who were meeting here. And they'd been meeting, it was a very successful group. But the people who were running it were getting a little bit mature. and and just just wanted a rest from it, from all admin, you see. And, and I was talking to Mary, and Mary said, uh, she, you know, I, I was made aware of this problem. And I've told that a little bit wrongly. I was made aware of the problem, and I spoke about it on the radio, and Mary heard it. And Mary thought, I can't let that group go. And so she came to the rescue, and those years ago, you saved the group in this hall, didn't you, Mary? Yes, about 15 years ago, I think, now. The group has actually been going well over 30 years, so a long time before I took over, yes. But it wasn't, because it would have, it would have just wound up, and Mary yes. said, that can't happen. So she stepped in, and it's just gone on from strength to strength. Mm. Now, am I right in saying, Mary, that it's linked with the Live at Home scheme? It is, yes, yes. The Live at Home scheme now is an all-island affair, but when they took over it was just the north north of the island where they were running it but on very similar lines to Sylvie Seniors as we have done traditionally over the last 30 odd years. And where can people find out more about this if they want to, to make use of the services? Um, oh well I have got <laughs> a piece of paper with the, the Live at Home um, numbers on if you if you want it yes and it's a lovely lady called Kerry who runs it now and Perhaps you'd like to read out the contacts. Would you? Well, we'll put them on the blog after the show, mm-hmm. but you can give them a shout on 627778 or 616571. And after the programme, we'll be doing our podcast, so we'll be able to speak to everyone that is here on the podcast. Uh, but we do also have a, another couple of readings, I think, from the Sulby children, don't we, from the primary school? We do, from seniors to juniors. And you would have thought that there's nothing else that Sulby School could be involved in, but you would be wrong. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Noah Coyle. Okay, Noah, tell us a little bit more about Sulby School and what you do. Um, with this, um, in my school council, we're learning about other schools and countries that are less fortunate than ours and what we could do to help them. Wonderful. So you've um, prepared something for us. Tell us more. In our school council group, we have been learning about children's lives in Nepal and we have been twinned with a school in the Himalayan mountains of Nepal. We learned to play a traditional game called Goats and Tigers, which is popular with children in Nepal, made our own snakes and ladders board to send out to our twin school for the children to learn one of our games. We also made a booklet about our daily lives so the children could see how we live. Unfortunately, our teacher was not getting any responses from the head teacher of the school in Nepal, so the lady who has organised it is going to find us a different school. In our last school council session, we looked at the lives of children in Nepal who live in poverty and watched a film showing some of the damage caused by an earthquake in Nepal. We then drew out our own mandalas, which is a special type of artwork that was originally produced in countries like Nepal, India and Tibet. Thank you so much, Noah. What have you written for us? Uh, My name is Sam Futter and I'm representing Save the Bees. Okay, tell us more. 
Honeybees are the most common type of bee and pollinary insect for our vegetables, crops and fruit. Our action group became aware that bees are in real danger, with their numbers rapidly declining without them. Prices of everyday food products that rely on pollinators would rocket, as crops would need to be pollinated by hand or machine. We became concerned about the effect that this would have on our community if the bees were to become extinct, and so we decided to do something about it. Our action group made posters and bookmarks to raise awareness of the bees' plight. We also researched how we could help the bees to thrive and decided that the best way to help the bees in our community was to plant some bee-friendly flowers. In our school garden, we have planted lots of flowers to attract the bees and to help them thrive in our local community. Thank you so much, Sam. Who are you? Olivia Bolton. Wonderful. And what have you written for us? Our action group, Helping Hands, reaches out to some of the youngest members of our community. We have linked up with Butterflies Nursery in Solby to support the young children there with some helpful resources and to get them ready for starting school. We have recently been planning an activity afternoon which is taking place on Tuesday the 2nd of July where some of the children from Butterflies Nursery are coming to our school to have lots of fun and to experience our school themselves before they start. Oh, what a wonderful idea. Thank you so much for telling us about that. And finally, who are you? Um, my name's Nathaniel Alford. OK, Nathaniel, what have you written for us? Um, um, in our school action group, we have been protecting our spiky friends. It is sad to say that once the common hedgehog is now under a serious threat from development and habitat loss. We've been working with the community to spread awareness about how we can help our spiny companions. Oh, how wonderful. Honestly, a round of applause, I think, for the wonderful, wonderful pupils at Solby School. Do you know what? If, uh, we're just sitting here now with uh, Reverend Ian Skidmore, and you must be listening to all of this and thinking, Solby's a rather marvellous place to be. It certainly is. First of all, it's a pleasure to welcome you to St Stephen's, to the hall, and to welcome the kids and everybody that's come down today. There's seems to be so much going on, you know, and uh, flower arranging on the radio. Well, that's a class <laughs> act, uh, isn't it? You know, so... It, but these ladies, uh, mostly ladies who do the flower arranging, they're like a force of nature themselves, you know. Us fellas just clear off out the way because we end up as a display. Not like Judith says, you know, I'm not going to be on display for the next week or so, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's an amazing event and uh, I would recommend that folk go around and uh, have a good look. Judy, have we got any male flower arrangers? Oh, you didn't give me warning of that. Yes, there are two working away as we speak up at Jerby. So uh, Reverend Ian Skidmore could have a place then? He could indeed, yeah. They're actually doing flowers for a wedding there tomorrow. Okay, so you can are get you some practice in. Uh, I'll be at the wedding tomorrow, yes. <laughs> so I'll enjoy the flowers. Thank you very much. Do you know, one of the things we haven't mentioned that happens here, Amy's boot camp, extreme workouts oh, yes. in the hall. Is that something you go to, Jude? So I got a message via our Facebook page. And the lady said, uh, we'd like to hire your hall. And so I, I said, yeah, we'd love, to, we'd love to welcome you. What, um, what, and she said, is it available at seven o'clock in the morning? I said, oh, I'll just have to check. And, and Amy does an amazing boot camp. They exercise outside in the fresh air at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, but they come in here when it's wet and we're very happy to welcome them. But Amy was called away. She's in the UK today. 
But if you want to join Amy's boot camp, look for Amy Neal and her boot camp on Facebook and then come in here if it rains. Christy mentioned the podcast and we're going to talk about the art group because I understand Juin is one of the oldest members of the art group. So we'll talk to Juin more longest after the programme. Standing, longest standing members of the art group. Did I say oldest? No, I didn't mean oldest. Long longest standing. Oldest standing. Yeah. And there's the oldest. Monday Club as well. We'll be finding out about that as well in the podcast too. Right, we need to do some flower arranging. I know, I'm a little bit nervous about this. The last time Judy was on the show, we had a go. I'm not sure how successful it was, but uh, this is actually going to be on display, whatever we create, I believe. It's actually going on tour. The display that you're going to make now is going to go on tour. It's going to be in St. Stephen's on Sunday for the opening day of the festival. Then from Monday to Friday next week, it's going to be on tour. It's going to be in churches participating in the Flower Festival on display, different church every day. And we are inviting Flower Festival visitors to find the wonderful display that the Beth and Christie are going to create. And, and they're, they're going to take a picture of it. Perhaps they'd like to take a picture of themselves with your flower display. Send it up on Facebook or just, just comment on how, how lovely the display is and where they've seen it. Yes. Please be kind. Well, do you know what? The theme is just working together. So as it long is. as we work together, then it will work. Yeah, I think it'll be fairly obvious which one ours is, to be fair, Jude. You know? Well, you, you did give a big, big clue when you said that it will be in the colours of the Flower Festival logo. So that's a start, isn't it? It is, oh, yeah. Goodness. I mean, I'm game if you are. No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> um, so really, if you have been uh, interested in any of the things we've been talking about today, then the Flower Festival is a wonderful chance uh, to take a sneaky peek inside St. Stephen's Hall. It does open on Sunday, uh, 11 to 5 most of the venues, but sometimes might differ. And um, Judy, we're going to get started with the flower arranging. How confident are you it's going to be able to go on display? It'll be wonderful. I have every confidence in you, Beth. Okay, this is going to go on the Manx Radio Facebook page. You can it watch is. us in action because we couldn't possibly do it with a microphone in our hands. Uh, thank you so much to Sarah Hendy for our social media coverage, Matty Cunningham, our on-site engineer, and Ben Hartley, who is back at base. Uh, we will be back on Monday... We will, and on Sunday, in case you're able to listen to Sunday Soundtrack, we'll have Voodoo Bandits live in the studio, and we'll have new singles from Tanisha Kinley and also from Hamish Farragher as well, which is very exciting. But I think we need a massive round of applause from everyone in the hall today. Thank you so much. Big round of applause. They have been wonderful guests. The children have been incredibly well-behaved. More than that, the adults have been well-behaved. <laughs> I know, and that's, uh, that's saying something. But we are here. We have got cake, so let's have a song that sort of kind of reflects that. It's got the word strawberry in it. We'll it see has. you on Monday. <laughs>